Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the beautiful studios of Relate365.com in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch and Nicolay Bible Institute. That's right. We're still taking applications for Nicolay Bible Institute. That's right. And so if you are um, interested in coming, you should sign up. You can go to NicolayBibleInstitute.org and take a look at the college. It's uh, I am one of the teachers, uh, Steve Sanford, Rich House, our teachers there, and you're on the campus here at Silver Birch Ranch. I think it is one of the most important investments a young person can make. You either do it right after high school, or you can do it after college or any time in between, and spend a year of your life learning who God is and learning how to die to yourself, because that's what we're going to do while you're here. Mm-hmm. So I hope you take a look at it. I hope you know if somebody, a young person that, that could possibly be interested, you steer them our way because uh, we're always looking for those that would benefit from being in this environment. That's right. That's right. So hurry up on over and apply today, and we'd love to have you. I hope you do. Uh, we've been talking about talking to yourself, so if you, um, if where you talk can to they yourself, find, you're doing good. Where, where can they find other episodes, Jason? Head over to Relate365.com. And uh, look for the Younger and Older podcast button, and I believe it was like episode 202-ish. Okay. Ish. Don't, yep. don't hold me to that number. It's titled uh, Psalm 103. It's titled, yo. Part one. Part one. Look at that. It's, that would mean that we're on part two. We are on part How two. How about that? This uh, theologian, A.B. Bruce, once said this. He said, Liberty. No one can say with emphasis, O Lord, truly I am thy servant, unless he also is able to say, Thou hast loosed my bonds. Now, I know that's old English, but he's basically saying you really can't say that you're a servant of God if you're still a servant to yourself. Mm-hmm. So you got to choose one or the other. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't do it. Uh, have you ever been a servant? Yeah. Okay. To who? Uh, to people here. Okay. I'm talking about a real servant like that was your job. Oh, sorry. I was, I was anxious to hear this one. Oh, gotcha. No, I, I thought know. that got outlawed years ago. <laughs> I thought, what happened with Abraham Lincoln and all that stuff? <laughs> Well, I'm a servant all the time, Dave. All right. Sorry, that, I, wasn't, right. that wasn't the answer you were asking Loaded for. question. <laughs> I took it a different direction. That's fine. Um, but you've but never, no, I've never been that sort of servant. You've never been like that kind like of servant. Like a bond servant. Yes, whatever, a slave. Let's just use the term slave. Okay. Sorry, uh, I so you you're trying to been. be politically correct. But as a, as a servant or a slave, um, the only thing that a successful slave is concerned about is the master and his will. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a reason for that, but the only reason that, you know, that's it. So for me, if I'm going to be a servant of people and I'm going to be a servant of God, which is what you want to aspire to because God said that's how you're made. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing that, you're malfunctioning and you're wondering why you're miserable, but you're focusing on yourself. So that's why. Yeah. So I need to actually get rid of that focus on myself and focus on God. Now I'm in the position where I can actually understand what he said. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Right. Because if you're trying to make sense of life in a way that can't make sense, mm-hmm. confusion reigns. Yeah. That's all I know. In Psalm 103, David was talking to himself, and we, we ended up talking about the first five verses. And I want to read verses 6 to 12. And actually, when I get to verse 12, it's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. So I want to see if you can figure out why, Jason. Okay. Verse 6. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. 
The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Now, 12 is my favorite of that. There's a lot of verses in there that pack something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So why is 12 my favorite, you think? I think it's your favorite because the east never meets the west, no uh, matter how far you go. It helps me stay confused about God in a positive way. Yeah. Because no matter what I say, if I say, oh, yeah, you know, I forgive you and I'll forget that. Mm-hmm. Do you think I ever really forget that? No. Yeah. See, I don't think that's a human characteristic. No. We remember things yeah. even when we don't want to. Yeah. In fact, I happen to think at my age, I remember things I really don't want to remember and I forget things I want to remember. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Is there like an emotional connection button that has to get pushed and because of it so if you do something and i get really mad at you see i i could say i need to forget that i need to forget that the more i say that the more i remember it that's true so how do i forget it uh don't think about it well think about the keys think about the keys how do you forget where they are you just do yeah because you're busy doing something else yeah and if you don't know what he's talking about in the last episode we talked about losing your keys and how do you find them yeah and when people say well just go to the last place you left them it's like you don't know where that is (laughs) it's like if i knew that i would know see well here here's the point you you basically can forget things but they can be brought back into memory Mm -hmm. so if you want to dwell on something like somebody uh called you a a name a bad name like a bears fan or something if they called you something really Mm -hmm. bad like that you might not forget that, right? I I might not forget that. Yeah. So, however, if I get involved in like watching the Packers beat the Bears, I might forget that because yes. now I'm involved in something, some other activity. Right. Or I'm involved in maybe I play chess or checkers with somebody, and I'm involved in that. So now I'm not thinking about it. Parcheesi. Yeah. There's a there's a strange thing that all people have. It it's called focalism, mm-hmm. and they have it to different degrees. Yeah. But. Basically, it's focusing on something. It starts to take all your time, all your energy. You can't get rid of it, and you just and and what happens is, it begins to control your life. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do is re- recognize that you have the focalism problem. Yeah, and say, okay, I need to focus on something else. Right. Uh, the other day, I was sitting studying in the morning, and the moon was setting. I don't see the moon set that much. Hmm. But I did that day. And it was setting uh, off to my right, which would have been the west, right? Yes. Okay. So it was setting there. And it was just absolutely beautiful. It was a full moon. It was between the tree branches. Um, There was still snow on the ground, unfortunately. And um, I took a picture of it because I was so stunned by its beauty at that moment. Right. And I thought, okay, focusing on that all the rest of this COVID-19 stuff and everything else just faded for a while yeah why I was focusing on something else Mm -hmm. that was far more wonderful to focus on yeah and all of us have that choice in life and you may not think so some say well I'm realistic I got to focus on the fact that there's still snow on the ground and we're inside with COVID-19 we all know that you don't need to focus on it Mm -hmm. how about focusing on the moon set 
Have you ever even used the term moonset? Moonset? No, I haven't. Well, let's throw it in our vocabulary. Moonrise? There, there, moonset. A, that's right. There's a moonrise, there's a sunset and a sunrise. So we got both. And the, the moon seems to set. At least it looks like it does to me. Um, but in Psalm, uh, he talks about God having this characteristic mm-hmm. of being able to remove our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. And I think, wow, God, help me understand the fact that I may come to you with memories of failure in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think you look at me and go, what are you talking about? Those are gone. Yeah. Why do you keep bringing that up? I'm not bringing it up. Mm-hmm. God is capable of that, even though you and I are not. Mm-hmm. And we need to let him display that. If you go before that, you can see the setup for that where it says he's not going to keep his anger forever. Okay. God isn't that way. He doesn't keep. He, you might say, oh, he'll never forgive me for this. Mm-hmm. It says right here, he doesn't keep his anger forever. It says that he's merciful and gracious, and he's actually slow to anger. Right. It, it, it tells us that he doesn't deal with us according to our sins, that he doesn't pay us back according to them. Mm-hmm. In fact, it says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth. That's how his love is totally uncomprehensible to you. Right. So enjoy the fact that you can't grasp it all. Mm-hmm. Because that's his love for you. So I, I think that indeed, um, uh, A.B. A. Bruce said this too. He said, God takes no pleasure in spiritual bondage. God gets no glory from that sort of thing. His glory is bound up with liberty. For with liberty came the opening and closed lips, the unsealing of all fountains of spiritual emotion, locked up by the forests of dreary winter awakening all the dormant powers of thought, whereupon once more men bless God with all that is within them. Mm-hmm. You know, I would ask our listeners, and even you, Jason, what, what is it that really causes us to not praise God? What, what could be so powerful in our life that we don't praise God through it? We forget. Exactly. We That's forget the where the keys thing. are. Yeah. You know, we're focused on the moment and the struggle, and the trial, and losing the whole purpose for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as I played uh, football in college that they would put us in situations that were extremely difficult, mm-hmm. extremely difficult. Um, I, I will share one with you because I thought it was crazy. Crazy. They had these drills that they did. Um, one, we did it in the wrestling room, room, first of all, and the wrestling room was padded. So you're the in floor, a padded room. Yes. The, hmm, yes. Interesting. I've, I've that answers been, a lot of I've questions. also been locked in jail. <laughs> I've been locked in jail. And really? I've been in a padded room. Yes. Wow. Yeah, my brother locked me in. Hmm. We were visiting a, a sheriff friend of my mom's <laughs> in a little town in at downstate Illinois. That's funny. And the sheriff didn't have anybody in the, the, in the cell. female jail. And he told us how to go in and play in it. There you go. So we went in and actually played in this country jail. There you go. And uh, my brother locked me in and left. Good for him. I, yeah. <laughs> I was beating on the bar, screaming, boy, was I mad at him later. I mean, I, I'm a jailbird. I'm a jailbird. Wow. Yeah. I was locked up. And there you go. And my brother liked it. I can... 
I have three boys. I yeah. can fully understand. Yeah. I mean, I thought, he can't be this cruel. <laughs> he just locked me in a lady's prison. You were just upset because you didn't do it to him first. I know. <laughs> uh, memories. Yes. Memories. Uh, anyway. So we, back to the padded room. Yes. The padded room was, was a room where we went to, um, they wanted to see who had tenacity in life. They wanted to see who would not quit. Yeah. And that was really what the coaches were trying to do. So they gave us these these really strange exercises. One was called um, the hose drill, where they would give you a piece of garden hose cut into about a two-foot piece, and you would grab it. You would grab it, and the other guy at your position, you would do this by position, would grab it, and you had to rip the hose out of the other guy's hand. No rules. No rules. No rules. Wow. The, the one who ended up with the hose won. Okay. It's called the hose drill. Wow. And you got a picture now. I'm I'm a defensive end in in college at and I'm 200 pounds. Yeah, that's about 100 pounds light for mm-hmm. my position. Um, I played it like a linebacker, but I still I so I was with the linemen when we did this. The big guys. Yeah, they beat on me. <laughs> oh man, they beat on me. We did this twice. There was another exercise called bull in the ring where they would put the hose down in a circle, uh, the little garden hoses into a circle, and you would get down on all four, and you would have to push the other guy out of the ring with just your head. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like rugby. Yeah, it was tough. And, again, you got these big guys just pushing each other with their head and neck. Yeah. And, you know. It's well, like a scrum in rugby. I, yeah. I did it twice, and both times I ended up in the college infirmary unconscious. Really? And uh, then after that, not just me either. So there there were, the the college stopped them after this. After that. Yeah, because there were too many of us that didn't survive. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I I, I never thought they should stop it. I thought it was a great drill, but I I just couldn't remember afterwards. Um, However- You you remember now. I remember now. I remember that that I ended up in the infirmary, and I remember the beginning of the drill. Oh, you just don't remember how you ended up from point A to point B. uh, No. However, one of the the things that I I do remember is the coach saying, we are going to start you somewhere because even when you went out, you wouldn't let go of the hose. Hmm. You know I mean? You're an idiot. In other words, that's what I heard. Yeah. However, you're a good idiot because you didn't let go of the hose. So what they were trying to figure out was who is it that would listen to us no matter what they felt like. Right. And, you know, I was rewarded for that. I was actually, the, the first time I went in there, I was actually playing at a defensive tackle position, which was even supposed to be bigger. They moved me to the end so that I could play. Hmm. And they found a spot for me to start that next year. And it was because of that drill hmm. that did it. And I think back on that going, I would never want to do that again. Right. The college banned it as something unusually cruel. Um <laughs> Of course, none of us players thought it was cruel. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. That was just what you did. I mean, you did that in high school, too. So it wasn't like this was a brand new thing to any of us. Right. Um, but it was just at a higher, more intense level, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you look at that and you think, okay, really, in a way, a dumb experience, but I know what the coaches were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And through that drill, they did accomplish what they were trying to. The, it breaks down because they're not God. They didn't know we wouldn't break our necks or something else. And, you know, so I'm, I'm sure it breaks down in many illustrations. But yeah. the, the one I remember most is obviously that gave me the opportunity to display something that I would never be able to display on the football field itself. Mm-hmm. 
And because of that, I was able to have three years where I started as a, as a football player for that college. Yeah. And without that, I don't think I would have. I think mm-hmm. that it turned the coaches' heads enough where they said, I don't know, this kid's weird. He's got to play because mm-hmm. he'll do what we tell him. Right. Even if he's dazed, he'll do what we tell him. And uh, I think God's experiences to me in life are that way Yeah. when I look at him. And I think that's what David is saying here. He's saying, you know, there's a lot of stuff in life that you look back on and you think, wow. But here's what you need to understand. God isn't you. He's got a plan. Your failures are indeed real. Yeah. But he'll forgive you. Mm -hmm. I wonder if anyone's listening that thinks they're not forgivable. There might be. Yeah. What, What things do you think people would do that they would think is not forgivable? I don't know. Maybe they said something to somebody or did something to somebody or and maybe they stole something maybe they ruined stole somebody's something life or, or or maybe even hurt somebody physically right uh, maybe you know who knows they could be listening to us in a prison and maybe they're guilty of murder right we don't know what everybody has gone through in life and what their attitudes were mm-hmm. but honestly the truth is that god is a merciful and gracious god yeah and None of us can do anything about our past, Mm -hmm. but we can do something about our future. Yeah. And admitting that we've made mistakes and coming to God, it kicks in God's mercy and his grace. And it tells us that like the East is from the West, he's going to, he's going to separate that from us Mm -hmm. in his memory of us. Uh, We have responsibility to act in a way that's in accordance with truth. Mm -hmm. And this is the truth. Um, it's interesting. Do you remember in the Bible the story of Zacchaeus? The wee little man. The wee little man. Which is kind of redundant and repetitive. but Well, it, that's because he's from Scotland or Ireland or something. <laughs> Don't Isn't that how they talk over there? Well, they just say one or the other. No, you, a wee bit. you used to say... I used to say a wee bit. I wouldn't say a wee little bit. Oh, you wouldn't say a wee little bit? No, you just say a wee bit. Oh, it's I thought, just a wee bit. I thought you used to say a wee little bit because I would no, always you, think that's you, redundant. You, you used to say a wee little bit, and I would try to correct you. No, Dave, you don't have to say both. It's just a wee bit. See, my thought of, of See, Scotland, a... Ireland. What country was it? I was in Northern Ireland. They're all the same. <laughs> and I, so I, <laughs> am I in trouble now? No, no. Nobody over there is going to listen to it. They anymore. might. They're in yeah. quarantine too. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry if I offended anybody. You're not all the same. Something's different about you. One wears a plaid skirt, the other wears a... Do they both wear skirts? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> and, I, and calling them a skirt is probably not even... Well, what are they? A kilt. And that's Scotland. What? What's the difference between a skirt and a kilt? <laughs> See, you don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure somebody does. <laughs> please, if you know what it is, please tell us because I'm confused at this point. But anyway, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Yes, he was. Because <laughs> that's how the song goes. It is. <laughs> and a wee little man was he. But here, here's what's interesting, his decisions in life. Now, he was, he was somebody who everybody considered a bum. A bum, because he was a tax collector. Yeah, and he cheated everybody. Yeah. And back then, if you understood the system, what did tax collectors do? They cheated you. They took more than they needed. Yeah, and that, and they usually probably had a nice house, a nice. I mean, it was your money, so every time you saw him, you you about died because you realized. So you, it's kind of like oh, I won't go there. Yeah, 
I was waiting for you to get political here. <laughs> I was going to say something political, but yeah, I just won't go there. That's probably probably best. <laughs> we'll let the listeners just draw yes. the connections. <laughs> you can all go political now for a moment. We'll be silent. <laughs> but anyway, he, he would take more than he needed, and, and he would use it. And, and so Jesus was coming to town, and he wanted to see Jesus. So he obviously was somebody who was plugged into what's going on around him. Yeah. So he wanted to see Jesus. But he couldn't because he figured, I'm short. I get in the crowd. Nobody's going to let me in the front row. They're all going to beat me up. Yeah, nobody's going to put me on their shoulders. Yeah, I am I am a recognized bum in this society. I, I am somebody that everybody does not like. Have you ever met anyone like that, that everyone doesn't like? Um, I, I feel like I remember that when I was in school. Yeah, yeah, there's always somebody, you know, the, the bully that no yeah. one will go stand up to, but nobody likes him. Yeah. Kind of thing, but you don't have the power to stand up to him, so right. you just don't like him from a distance. That's probably how Zacchaeus was. You you wanted to be careful because he could really tax you more, so you probably didn't want to get on his bad side. That's right. But you really didn't like him, and you thought this is the epitome of everything evil in life. This yeah. Zacchaeus guy. So he was right. Pe- people wouldn't let him probably. So he what he did is he climbed up in this sycamore tree. Have you ever seen a sycamore tree? Uh, I probably did at one point. Yeah, I took a picture of one once. I was out in Arizona, and I took a picture of one. Yeah. Um, I could see why he climbed one. There, it, it's kind of got these really long, low branches that mm. you could get up on and kind of go out. It's a good climbing tree. Yeah, a good climbing tree. So he climbed up on a sycamore tree, and, and he climbed where Jesus was going to walk under him. All he wanted to do was get to where he could see Jesus. And mm-hmm. so Jesus is coming by, the crowd is, and he's just kind of sitting in a tree looking, you know, waiting to see if he could see him knowing that huh, I've outsmarted the rest of the world again. I'm sitting up in this tree, and I'll be able to see them, and they won't be able to stop me. And so he's sitting there, and he comes. Only trouble is Jesus stops, mm-hmm. and he looks up at him. Now, you can imagine what Zacchaeus thought at the minute before anything was said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops. He noticed me. I'm in big trouble because I am a bum. And everything I know about Jesus says that he knows I'm a bum. Yeah. I'm in big trouble. Only Jesus looked at him and said, Zacchaeus, why don't you come down? I'm going to your house tonight to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, in that culture, that was significant. Right. Because everybody would want Jesus to come and eat. They, they were very hospitable. Mm-hmm. They would want him. That would be an honor. Can you imagine? What, what do you think the people were thinking? I mean, Jesus looks at Zacchaeus and says, I'm going to your house. Come on down. Yeah. What, what do you think the crowd's thinking at this They're point? They're probably thinking, why in the world is he going to that scumbag's house? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I even think that some of the people were beginning to doubt that he was God Yeah. at that point. Yeah. I mean, do you know who you're talking to? Jesus? Like, do you not realize? You know, another one I think that was fun, if you want to go into the scriptures and look, is Matthew. Matthew was also a tax collector. Mm-hmm. And really, I, I think Matthew was hated by the Jews and tolerated by the Romans. I mean, I, I think he was just... One of those guys. Mm-hmm. Because he was a Jew. Yeah. But he was collecting taxes. Yeah. And Jesus walks by him and says, follow me. Mm-hmm. Now, again, both groups, both the occupier country and the Jews, would probably looked at that and said, Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. In fact, the religious people got on Jesus and said, if he knew who was at this party of his at Matthew's house, he wouldn't have him there. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Right. Isn't that what David's talking about here? 
God, you're a God that gives mercy and grace to people. You're the one who actually allows them to live their life the way it was intended to be, even though they don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus made a point to prove that with Zacchaeus. Now, the interesting point to me with Zacchaeus is that when this was all finished, when he was done, he made a dramatic change in life. He yeah. said, I'm going to go pay people back. I'm going to go do something in life to try and correct the stuff I did wrong because mm -hmm. it affected other people. And he did. Can you imagine being now part of the crowd? Jesus, Jesus eats at his house. The crowd's probably outside upset. Yeah, wondering what in the world. Yeah, because every single one of the guy's wives were saying, I will have extra lamb ready. Have him come to our house. Yep. You know, and he goes to Zacchaeus of all places who nobody liked. But afterwards, his encounter with Jesus changed his life. Mm -hmm. And it was demonstrable. He demonstrated it to the public. Yeah. And that's really what you and I need to grab. The idea of, first of all, we need to personally, if we don't know God, that's our problem. Mm -hmm. We need to personally make an effort to put ourselves where he is. Yeah. We, you know, open the Bible. We need to read it. That's our choice. That's not, you know, you could say, I don't know God. He needs to strike me with lightning. Well, he has that capability, but that's not his goal. So I need to seek him. And not only do I need to seek him, but then when I find him, I need to act like I found him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Zacchaeus did. He said, oh, I, I get the truth now. I'm actually going to live in the context of the truth. And he went and did something. Matthew, he left collecting taxes, and he followed Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was one who understood the, the significance of God's mercy and grace. Yeah. Zacchaeus understood the significance. I think those people like Zacchaeus and Matthew and those who understand their, their sin— mm -hmm can understand God's mercy and grace the best because it's so clear to them mm -hmm. why they should not be loved by an almighty, perfect God. Yeah. But in this psalm, it says, not only does he love you, but he separates your sins as far as the east is from the west. That he wants to do that. You know, my friend, you have to be able to come to God and say, Thank you for loving me, for sending your son to this earth to die on my, in my place mm -hmm. so that I could be forgiven where my sins in your sight are separated as far as the east is from the west. And if you look at David's life, there's a lot in his life that should have caused great dis disappointment. Mm -hmm. And yet he understood the mercy and grace of God because of that. Yeah, And the fact that he was uh, the national leader doing uh, writing the book of Psalms, and not the whole book, but a lot of it, demonstrates a heart that really loved God and knew God and focused on what he knew rather than what he felt. Right, right. And I, and that's something, you know, we spent last episode in this episode, episode talking about, you know, the self-talk idea. And I think it all comes down to the importance of knowing who God is. You know, I mean, we just talked about Zacchaeus. And once he realized who God was, it totally transformed his life. And, and we hope that 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 idea is the same for you. And sometimes we, we lose sight of that, just like we lose sight of our keys at times. And so that's where you need to be intentional to remember um, who Jesus is. And that's what, that's essentially what David's doing in Psalm 103 is that he's going through and he's, he's listing these attributes, the, these truths, these facts about who God is. And it's reminding him and getting him through, 
you know, the circumstances and helping him grow in his relationship with God. And so hopefully that's something that will help you, especially in the midst of all this COVID-19 chaos, that you would be able to just have a moment where you get his focus on who God is. And so unfortunately we're out of time. I encourage you to head over to relate365.com to download this podcast or the previous one. But for Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older, we will see you here next time.